Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, if you can believe it, this is my third time laying this track down. I I think I'm going to have to look for some other software. This software is just not working anymore, and it has too many bugs in it, and that's where I'm at with this thing. I'm just getting so frustrated, especially after you post one episode, and it sounds so good, you know. Best you've done, and then all of a sudden... So you can't find that program, and it just gets all bugged out, and uh, just a problem. Well, I hope you guys are surviving this hot, hot weather. In California here, it's very hot. It was 110 yesterday, and with all this equipment in my room, it makes it 90 degrees in here. So I'm, I'm pretty much suffering, but I'm trying to go through with it and keep going on. Um, in a couple of days, I've got... To go see a finally, finally, I get to go and do my ultrasound on my uh, legs to see how the veins are working there. So that's something I get to do. And then the following week is when I go in for my MRI on legs. Ugh, finally, this is going to be all over that part of it at least. So I can get all these tests in to figure out what's going on with my whole body and my legs. But Today I'm going to call and get the results of the ultrasound where they um, checked all my organs. Um, we were checking just the gallstone, but the doctor went ahead and put in a prescription for the whole body. So I was so, so, so happy with this doctor that he did that. That way, you know, they can make sure that everything else is working and gives me a co- some confidence there too. Because I'm really... When it comes to any kind of cough or sickness or anything that arises, you know, what is it, hypochondriac, you know, I'm just, I'm just worried about it, that it's going to be something worse than what has actually taken place with myself, but that's where I stand. So, we're going to talk, this is the second part of the series of different types of neuropathies. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about peripheral neuropathy. This week... We're going to be t- talking about autonomic neuropathy. And also we'll talk about how it compares with peripheral and what the differences are. But I think as I read the autonomic um, you know, paper that I have here that I found on the internet, that's going to give you an idea of how much they endure than we do with peripheral neuropathy. So let's get started here and talk about it. What is autonomic neuropathy? Autonomic neuropathy can lead to problems with your heart rate and blood pressure, 
digestive system, bladder, sex organs, sweat glands, eyes, and your ability to sense hypoglycemia. So what causes autonomic neuropathy? Over time, high blood glucose and high levels of fats in the blood from diabetes can damage your nerves and the small blood vessels that nourish your nerves leading to autonomic neuropathy. Here's some, some of the uh, symptoms. Your heart rate and blood pressure. Damage to the nerves that control your heart rate and blood pressure may make these nerves respond more slowly to a change in your body's position, stress, physical activity, sleep, and breathing patterns. You may feel lightheaded or faint when you stand up or lying down or sitting or when you do a physical activity. You may have a rapid heart rate or your heart rate may suddenly speed up or slow down. Nerve damage can also prevent you from feeling chest pain when your heart is not getting enough oxygen or when you are having a heart attack. The digestive system. Damage to the nerves of your digestive system can cause symptoms such as the following. Bloating, fullness, and nausea, constipation, diarrhea, especially at night, diarrhea alternating with constipation, fecal incontinence, problems swallowing, and vomiting. Autonomic neuropathy may cause gastroparesis. Gastroparesis is a disorder that slows or stops the movement of food from your stomach to your small intestine. Gastroparesis can keep your body from absorbing glucose and using insulin properly. These problems can make it hard to manage your blood glucose. Now we talk about your bladder. Damage to the nerves of your bladder may make it hard to know when you need to urinate and when your bladder is empty. This damage can cause you to hold urine for too long, which can lead to bladder infections. You may also leak drops of urine. Leaking urine or not being able to hold urine in is called urinary incontinence. Now we're going to talk about sex organs. In men, damage to nerves in the sex organs may prevent the penis from getting firm when a man wants to have sex. This condition is called erectile dysfunction, also called ED. Men also may have problems with ejaculation. In women, damage to these nerves in the sex organs can prevent the vagina from getting wet when, when a woman wants to have sex. A woman might also have less feeling around her vagina and may have trouble having an orgasm. Next is your sweat glands. Damage to the nerves that control your sweat glands may cause you to sweat a lot at night or while eating. Your sweat glands may not work at all or certain parts of your body may sweat while others stay dry. If your sweat glands do not work properly, your body may not be able to control its temperature. Next are your eyes. Damage to the nerves in your pupils may make them slow to respond to change in light and darkness. 
Your eyes may take longer to adjust when you enter a dark room. You may have trouble seeing the lights of other cars when driving at night. Next is your ability to feel symptoms of hypoglycemia. Autonomic neuropathy can cause hypoglycemia unawareness, meaning that you don't feel symptoms of low blood glucose. Normally, early symptoms of low, low blood glucose can include feeling confused, dizzy, hungry, irritable, or nervous. If nerve damage keeps you from feeling these symptoms, you may not want to take you may not take steps to treat your low blood sugar. Without treatment, you may develop severe hypoglycemia, which can cause you to pass out. You will need help right away to deal with this severe hypoglycemia. So how do doctors diagnose autonomic neuropathy? Doctors diagnose autonomic neuropathy based on your symptoms, family and medical history, and physical exam and tests. Your doctor will check your heart rate and blood pressure and may have you perform additional checks, tests to check for different types of autonomic nerve damage. What tests do doctors use to diagnose autonomic neuropathy? To diagnose autonomic neuropathy, your doctor may use a few tests to access changes in your heart rate in response to simple movements, such as deep breathing or standing. Your doctor may also use tests to check your sweat function to know how your nerves and sweat glands are working. Depending on your symptoms, your doctor may also use tests to rule out other causes of digestive systems, such as constipation and diarrhea, gastric emptying and gastric emptying breath tests or diagnosis gastroparesis ultrasounds of your bladder and urinary tract to check how your bladder is working and blood pressure checks while you are lying down and then after you stand up so how can you help treat autonomic neuropathy you can help treat autonomic neuropathy by managing your diabetes which means managing your blood glucose, blood pressure, and cholesterol. Staying close to your goal numbers can keep your nerve damage from getting worse. How do doctors treat autonomic neuropathy? Your doctor may treat the symptoms caused by autonomic neuropathy, nerve damage, heart and rate and blood pressure. Your doctor will treat the symptoms of nerve damage that affect your heart rate and blood pressure. Your doctor may also recommend getting more physical activity, increasing salt in your diet if your blood pressure drops too low when you stand up, increasing the amount of liquid you drink, raising the head of your bed, and wearing elastic stockings to improve blood flow. So those are like compression sleeves. Sitting or standing slowly to prevent lightheadedness or fainting, avoiding hypoglycemia. Your doctor may also prescribe medicines that help your body retain salt, medicines to help raise your blood pressure, or medicines to raise and lower your heart rate. Now we're going to talk about the digestive system. Your doctor may recommend changes to your diet 
and over-the-counter or prescription medicines to treat digestive systems and problems such as constipation, diarrhea, fecal incontinence, gastroparesis, and reflux, which is what I have too. But it, it doesn't really have anything to do with the neuropathy, though. I've had reflux for as long as I can remember. The next thing is your bladder. Your doctor will treat your bladder problems by focusing on your symptoms. If you have incontinence, your doctor may recommend planning regular trips to the bathroom because you may not be able to tell when your bladder is full. Your doctor may also prescribe medicines to help with incontinence or help you if you have problems completely emptying your bladder. If you have a bladder infection, your doctor may prescribe the antibiotic and suggest drinking plenty of liquids to help prevent future infections. Now we talked about the sex organs. Doctors may recommend medicines or devices to treat ED. Doctors may refer men to urologists to treat sexual problems. To treat sexual problems of women, doctors may refer women to a gynecologist. Doctors may recommend vaginal lubrications with neuropathy causes vaginal dryness. Now we talk about the sweat glands. If you have too much sweat, and if you're sweating too much, your doctor may suggest avoiding too much heat or humidity, a prescription antiperspirant or medicine to decrease sweating, surgery to cut the nerves in the sweat glands, or to remove sweat glands. Oh, I don't think that would be very good to do. Uh, now we're talking about hypoglycemia unawareness. If diabetes-related nerve damage leads to hypoglycemia unawareness, you may need to check your blood glucose more often so you know when you need to treat hypoglycemia or take steps to prevent it. Your doctor may increase a continuous glucose monitor, or a CGM, check your blood glucose levels at regular times throughout the day and night. Uh, CGMs can tell you if your blood glucose is falling quickly and sound an alarm if your blood glucose falls too low. If you pass out due to severe hypoglycemia, someone will need to give you an injection and call 911. An injection of glutacon will quickly raise your blood glucose back to normal. Ask your doctor about when and how to Use the glucagon emergency kit. Consider wearing a diabetes medical ID bracelet or pendant. If you pass out, this medical alert will tell other people that you have diabetes and need care right away. So now let's go on to comparing peripheral neuropathy with autonomic neuropathy. And you'll be able to see the difference between the two. Peripheral neuropathy occurs when any of these nerves are damaged, whereas autonomic neuropathy occurs when there is damage to autonomic nerves, which control autonomic body fluids. Instead of numbness or burning with peripheral neuropathy, symptoms of autonomic neuropathy include urinary problems, sexual difficulties, constipation, dizziness, and fainting. So those are the things that autonomic has, okay? Let's go over to peripheral neuropathy and talk about that real quick. 
So now peripheral neuropathy, which is the most common out of the neuropathies, is this type of neuropathy affects the nerves that control the movement and sensations of your limbs. Peripheral neuropathy is often described as having a stocking glove pattern because it usually affects the hands and feet more severely than other parts of your body. Peripheral neuropathy stems from problems that affect the entire body. It also often affects nerves on both sides of the body symmetrically. Common causes include diabetes, especially blood sugar levels are not well controlled and that was the problem I had. But in my case, I did not know I had diabetes. I just knew that I was in a lot of pain in my legs, my arms, and, but really, you know, it took about like three, three years until they, I went to a doctor that finally did the correct tests, because I didn't know what was going on. It was gradually getting worse. So, yeah, that's how long I've been with this, since 2004. So, um, let's go over some more here. Common Causes include diabetes, which we talked about, especially if blood sugar levels are not well controlled, high amounts of alcohol use, medications such as chemotherapy, and immune disorders. So those are, the, are roughly the areas that are affected when it comes to peripheral neuropathy. Also, the peripheral nerves make up an intricate network that connects the brain and spinal cord to muscles skin, and internal organs. Peripheral nerves come out of the spinal cord and are arranged along lines in the body called dermatomes. Typically, damage to a nerve will affect one or more dermatomes, which can be tracked to a specific area of the body. Damage to these nerves interrupts communication between the brain and other parts of the body and can impair muscle movement prevent normal sensation in the arms and legs, and cause pain. So that gives you a comparison between the two. Just make sure that you don't stop or start any regimens until you tell your doctor, because you may be doing more damage than you should, should have done. So yeah, just make sure you contact your doctor or go make an appointment to see him or her. But that's a, it. That's a wrap on autonomic neuropathy. Next week, part three will be will be discussing the focal focal neuropathies and what are they focal neuropathies and what they are. So what we'll do is we'll give it a full rundown and then we'll compare it to the others, and you can see the differences between the different neuropathies there are. But again, thank you for all being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening and being part of this show. Take care of yourselves. Get out there. Enjoy the weather. Here in summer for us in California, it's a little hard to do so because we're talking about it in the hundreds. Um, yesterday was 106. One of these days it might be 110, so... Yeah, it's kind of miserable here, but 
I have a pool. I don't go into it though because you know I can't tell what the temperature is like in the pool, so I kind of stay away from it. But just want to leave you with this message and to leave you and just want you to know to take care of yourselves. If you feel there's any different changes that you're having, contact your doctor right away. Thank you very much. And until next Monday, I'll talk to you then. Bye. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.